Welcome to Hills I Die On. Thanksgiving stinks. Being old is awesome. I believe twins should be separated at birth. The Bachelor is the perfect way to find love. Adults who like Disneyland are deeply unwell. Welcome to another episode of Hills I Die On. We've got a very fun guest joining us today. He is an actor slash writer. You may recognize him from roles such as Jeremy Santos in Broad City, Stephen Downs in The Righteous Gemstones, and Ty Weiland in You're the Worst. Please welcome to the podcast, Stephen Schneider. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. I'm I appreciate it. so happy to have you today, especially because you just dropped my favorite question of all time before <laughs> we started recording, which was... <laughs> Have you seen my penis? <laughs> <laughs> I ask every woman that yes. just before. Yes. I, I was going to say, that's way better as just like pre-fodder with no setup. We were talking about Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. I haven't started the new season, which I, I can't believe. It's like one of my favorite shows. It's so good. And I can't wait to binge like crazy. Me too. Uh, had no idea I was going to have the pleasure. <laughs> it's probably for the best that I didn't see your penis before recording. <laughs> for both of us. For yeah. both of our sakes. Uh, how was doing Full Frontal? Uh, it was terrifying. Yeah. It was really terrifying. Yeah. Um, you know, my my arc in this show is that, uh, you know, spoiler alert, but Judy has an affair with my character in ah. this season. And I'm kind of like this aggro, you know, male aggro type character. He's a failing rock star. So fun. You know, stuck in the doldrums of midlife. He's married and... Ultimately, there's a really, <laughs> there's a really uh, gratuitous scene, which becomes the climax of the arc, where BJ, uh, Judy's husband, is being trained to kick my ass. <laughs> yes. And he comes upon me in the in at my house. He sneaks into my house, and uh, I'm pleasuring myself, <laughs> and he we get into this like absolutely ridiculous full on fucking crazy fight that is, that is so, so choreographed and like epic amazing did you have uh stunt training prior to this um no no none it was just basically on the day no way and i was i was honestly terrified about it because when i first booked the role i didn't realize i mean they they asked me right before they closed the deal Oh, by the way, are you good with um, uh, wearing a prosthetic penis? <laughs> of course they waited until literally <laughs> the pen is in your hand to but, sign. But honestly, Genius. I wouldn't have done anything to be on this show. Yeah, I was going to say, it's such a I'm hit like, show. That How fun to be on it. And yeah, I, like, mean, I mean, such iconic actors. Is that all I have to do? Yeah. <laughs> and so on the day that I arrived on set, um, I met with uh, Jonathan Watson, who was one of the producers, and he actually directed this episode. And he... They were very cryptic about the whole show when I first uh, uh, auditioned for it. I only had a couple pages you know, for the audition scene, sure. and that was it. And so he broke down this whole arc for me. And I was like, this is fucking incredible. Because I was already a fan of the show. Yeah, what know, a gift. Oh, I mean, and these are like comedy, you know, giants here. And I'm having the opportunity to, to play with them and, and be a part of this show in a, in a significant way, so cool. which was huge for me. And then he was like, so I heard you want to wear the prosthetic penis. And I was like, well, I, I don't, I mean, is the joke that he has a really large penis or, or that it's really small, right. you know, cause like, well, and he's like, no, it's, it's regular. 
I was like, well, I could deliver like regular or below regular. <laughs> I can deliver regular penis. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to go. Depending upon the day, you know, Amazing. on the moment. So did you get fit for prosthetics or you just like went out? No, like, there was. Uh, so, so what ended up happening was I said, he, I, I said, let me think about it. He's like, you don't have to wear the prosthetic if you don't want to. Yeah, his you know? way of saying, in fact, it'll save us so much money. Essentially, he's like, we, or we could paint out every single frame uh, with CG, which will cost us like $150,000. But totally up to you. you. <laughs> Your call. No, no, but, but I, but I <laughs> by the way, I have complete, they also asked me to fro- like, cut my hair and frost my tips, which I had for six months too. So this is the, this is the question after Incredible. That. You know, that was the, that was the, that was the uh, softball. Yeah, they're the fully <laughs> easing you into <laughs> just being the biggest. And, then they yeah. that. and I was like, nah, you know, it really feels like one of those moments when you're a kid where you get where you get challenged to like go swim out to the rock out to the middle of that lake and like come back. Like, can you handle it? I knew it was, I was afraid of doing it. And so that to me was like a signal that I should try to conquer that and try to get over it. Awesome. I mean, I'm just... I'm just naked, you know. In right. our culture, it's so fucking crazy. Right. In every other, everywhere else in Europe or wherever, you know, nobody gives a shit, you know. Completely it's, it's, and totally. It's completely normal. Also, I, I, you know, I kind of, I almost wish that I watched Righteous Gemstones this week because it would be a full week of full frontal. I mean, we had Joyride. Yeah. We had two full frontal um, vaginas. Oh. We got Joyride and then we got uh, Jennifer Lawrence in... What's I? Well, I can. I have a mental block against the title of the movie. I have no idea. No, it's. I want to say no one cares, but that's not what it's called. <laughs> it's called. That's just how I felt about the movie. That, <laughs> was, that was the working uh, title. It's, I think. Yes, it's called. It's out in theaters right now. Je- oh. Hold on, hold on. No yeah. hard feelings. <laughs> Jesus no one, Christ! I don't know why it's so hard for me to remember. No one cares. I think that's my <laughs> no autobiography. No one cares. <laughs> One day. I got to um, be honest, though. That's also, uh, you can retitle this episode of No One Cares. <laughs> um, uh, but no, that would have been like a real trifecta um, of brave souls just bearing it all. Yeah. I mean, I it's love. so different for a woman because people want to see that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's. Do they? I, oh, yeah. I feel like on both sides, it's just like, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, from my perspective. Yeah. Like that's like when you're growing up as a little kid, like you're trying to get a little, you know, find a playboy or whatever to see what. Yeah, but isn't it usually mostly tits based? Because vaginas are like big old mazes. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you're not. They're not opening with a speculum in Playboy, but you can kind of see the. Yeah. You know, you can see the little, little line. Camel toe on the, action. On the, there you, you go. You've done tasteful, like, some tasteful If you got a piece action. of that, I mean, you, rip, <laughs> you were ripping that piece of magazine out and fucking pocketing it. <laughs> That's incredible. But for a guy, you know, penis size is such a thing. Yeah, which again, you know. No, I mean, you're not going to be honest about it right now. I'll be honest about it. That I, I think, of course. Listen, sorry to say it. Of course, some size matters. But like, have you also ever been confronted with like a giant dick where you're like, this is too big. You'll ruin me for all other humans. I I can't. uh, Yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) I think so. I think there's. I think it goes both ways. I think either way, it's like, and there's so much more you can do. Yeah. Anyway. But. Um, but I, I also think that when you're a kid growing up and I went to summer camp and we had like communal showers. It was like fucking, I went to a Jewish boys camp Ugh. and you'd have to shower with people. I mean, you'd be 10 all the way Ugh. to 17 and some people were late bloomers. Of course. And then when you did bloom, it was like, well, this is what you got. And you, you are sizing yourself up. Of course you are. You know, for me it was like, and 
I have kids and this is right. It's going to be captured forever. And it's sure. like, I'm already getting hit up by a lot of people, you know, sending me messages that are, <laughs> you know, they're complimentary in a nice way, oh, but there you go. But, but, but it's also like, it's out there, you know, and I knew it was going to be out there. Are forever. they hitting you up for sexy time? Um, Mostly, mostly guys, you know, oh, fascinating. that's great. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Hey, you know? got, they got, God like, bless them for shooting their shot. But I was very nervous about the whole experience. And, and the funny thing is that they had it, uh, set for the very last day of filming, which was kind because if it went poorly oh. and it was day one, it's like, well, um, I mean, that's one way to look at it or they never want to have to fucking look me in the eye <laughs> after they, after we did this and vice versa, perhaps. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but it was torturous because I was going back and forth for six months. And so this whole time I'm sweating it. Of course. And, you know, I'm intermittent fasting. Oh. And I thought if I, I thought if I could make my body smaller, my penis would look bigger. Big. <laughs> but I found that, like, they shrunk at the same rate. Oh, no. <laughs> it was a linear relationship. <laughs> and, um, you know, and then ultimately the day came. So you can, was, like, theoretically go on a dick diet. It's yeah, feeling I mean, too I, chunky. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, you can make me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dick thinner. <laughs> it's too chunk. There you go. You think any guy's like, I got to get, I got to yeah, thin no, this dick I'm out. I'm just fascinated by it. I mean, it goes both ways. If you gain a little weight, if you build on some dick chunk. Sure. Hey, yeah, that's true. But it, it was, it was, it was scary. And, and then the day came and I, by the way, I had the, the best possible scene partner to do this with. Fantastic. Tim Baltz. I don't know if you ever met him. I haven't met him, but I love his work. He is. He's got a lot of similarities to the character in the sense that he's so genuine oh, that and makes sweet me happy. And, and loving and kind and fucking hilarious. Yeah. I mean, he's not. Right. He's not. He's not BJ, of a but cuck. Yeah. he does have this essence about him that is just very supportive, awesome. and uh, he made it tremendously easier to go through. Well, that nothing is more vulnerable than being naked on camera, except for doing stunt choreo on camera, where you have to trust that your scene partner is not going to, you know, <laughs> decapitate the penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would have needed a very small butter knife for that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's wild. Were you nervous going into the stunts that you were going to get hurt? No, no, not at all. I mean, I was right. so in my head in this thing, Aww. like just... Please look good. And, and they were amazing about like, what do you need? What do you need? Like, I was like, give me a room. Wonderful. Where I can make sure everything looks good before. Yes, <laughs> when yes. When you call I need action, a I'll come out and then, and then we'll do it. And then and I'll go back. things go awry, yes. I'm back. And it was the fucking middle of December. And in the scene, you don't see, you haven't seen it yet, but I end up like dragging him outside. Oh my gosh. Barefoot. I'm completely oh my naked. Gosh. Yeah. Freezing. Right. I asked him to warm the house up. To like 75 degrees, right. the crew's in there sweating their asses off. They're like, that worked for a little bit. And they're like, we can't work in this condition. Yeah. So oh. <laughs> had a but they it. also are like, we get it. We don't want to freeze exactly. your dick off either. Exactly. Uh, we're going to give uh, you as much a chance to show as possible. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm in the bathroom. And by the way, like the thing with the, the, the thing with penises and, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure how, how much uh, experience you have. Uh, but. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm very knocked up. So yeah, right. obviously okay. I fuck. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. So the thing with it is, um, you know, they have range. You know, my penis can look like Al Pacino or it can look like Danny DeVito. Sure. And we're all within the same kind of 50 second range, you know, time. <laughs> and it wasn't performing for me on the day. And I was in the bathroom 
fucking looking at pictures of my wife trying to get some blood flow down Aww. there and I, it was I, I don't I don't normally have this issue where like I yeah it's performance uh, anxiety this like, is on a completely like, different it's never level. happened to me yeah. before and I couldn't get it to move you know <laughs> And they're knocking on the door. Hey, you know, Stephen, we're ready for you. I'm like, yeah, just give me a second. And uh, and then at a certain point, you know, we're losing light. I just had a, oh. I just had to embrace what it is. I still haven't seen it. Oh, really? I still haven't seen it. But well, my, hey, if you're getting hit up by that many people. No, I mean, my wife watched it, uh, and she was like, "I'm relieved," awesome. which is also like a backhanded. Well, <laughs> I'm sure she's just relieved. For a million reasons. No, no. She was like, I think she was implying like it could look a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, first of all, I mean, that's great. That, what more could you ask for? Your right. wife is thrilled with how, and I'm relieved means that she's like a little proud of you, right? Yeah. That means you did good. Yeah, or not embarrassed. She's, Maybe no, not proud. She's, I'm sure she's like, that's my baby. No, and no. it sounds like she was proud. She was being gentle. I don't proud. know about that. And then on top of it, you're getting hit up on Instagram. It sounds like you and your big guy obviously nailed it together. <laughs> so congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I love that story with all my heart. Thank you for sharing that. I can't wait to watch this season. It's a really, um, really epic season. That's so great. Really and also, good. I am very glad that they on set were protective of you and your you know feelings going into this because that is really vulnerable yeah it's awkward um and they were really great about it that's so rad and so would you do it again would i do it again yeah i mean now that it's out there uh why not you know like what's the difference at this point does your eight-year-old know they both they both both know both kids know that that i i mean i have a very open relationship that's great and they, they were both aware that I had to be naked on this, and they thought it was hysterical of course and they did. horrifying. Yeah, uh, but also, like, what a great way to talk about, like, body positivity. You're sure. like, I don't know, dad's <laughs> naked on camera. You good now? Go get in the beach. <laughs> be free. Yeah. Some clothing optional, optional childhoods will definitely <clears throat> be happening in this house. Um, I, speaking of, I do want to say thank you. Uh, when you walked up with this beautiful little oh, baby book, that, that was so don't, nice. No, I no. have to. I, don't, I didn't do the that so you would talk about it. In I this. know you didn't, but you're no, also talking to a hormonal pregnant woman who's like, <laughs> that's so nice. Listen, and it was really very sweet. And I can't wait to read it. And this is really darling. It's really a cute book. But, uh, you know, you, you, I, you're, tr- you're tarnishing my like asshole image right now and I don't want to. Yes, well, this is what I like to do. I have to win you over before the debate starts <laughs> so then you feel too bad going too hard on me. Um, you're obviously, you're booking like crazy. And if you're booking frosted tips, <laughs> naked dude, I think your asshole image <laughs> is doing great and you can be nice on the pod. Um, by the way, uh, I am really excited, uh, especially since now that we know that that is what work consists of for you. Uh, I'm really excited to get into your hill okay. uh, today. Will you please tell us what that hill is? Sure. A lot of people I know, including friends and family, they spend their time working to save up for a weekend or a vacation. They're miserable at work until they finally get to that moment where they can sit down and relax. Sure. I'm the opposite. I hate relaxing. <laughs> Fascinating. I, I, I don't like it. It's not for me. I've tried it. I just, I don't get it. I just feel like a much more comfortable when I'm working and I think relaxing is overrated. 
Okay, interesting. Interesting, interesting. I have mixed emotions about this. I mean, listen, we've all seen the t-shirts of the work hard, play harder, or the mm, <laughs> live right. to work, not work to live type right. of thing. Um, and or, or work to live, not live to work. Yours is... Mine is live to work. And I find it fascinating for several reasons. Because first of all, it implies that you love your job, right? Not necessarily. Oh, interesting. Not necessarily. I don't necessarily think it's about the work itself. To me, you know, I don't know how much joy the work itself brings to me. Oh, interesting. To me, it's more of a sense of peace that I'm... Doing. I'm doing. I'm, yeah. Okay, I like that. So it's not just... so. Okay, so I was curious, like, what the, what the take was on this hill. It's not... Like find something that you love and you'll never work a day no, in your life. No. Okay, then get into get into your take. I want to hear. I want to hear. A I, more I mean, you. I just. I mean, I was hoping that you know you, you could help me. Oh, unpack, I've got plenty of questions. Unpack for why you. I am this I, fucking I, way. I love it because I think that I am absolutely that way as well. Okay. My husband t- on steroids is like that. We love to do, and but I also think that the happiest people that I know are the ones who go to work, clock out at five and live their damn lives. Yeah. So I think it's a real, you know, mix, right? It's like, this is how I want to live, but is it right? And also is it from, you know, internalized capitalism making mm-hmm. me feel like I should be go, go, go all the time? Or is it just who I am as a person? Yeah, That's a good question. You know, is it like a more extroverted thing to want to be doing and making and, you know, for us being near people and collaborating with people or is it or is it a full personality flaw? No, I mean, I, I, I is, a, is a good question of whether it's related to your genetics, yeah. you know, how you're raised. Is it a combination of both? And, you know, my experience being raised Jewish and maybe you had a similar experience, but for me, there was a lot of. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of expectations put upon you, like from day one. Uh, you're so smart. You're going to be a doctor. Uh, he's so handsome. He could be a movie star. You know. Absolutely. And you go to you go to Hebrew school, and they teach you that you're part of the chosen people, <laughs> right? And you you learn about kind of this this group of people who, for millennia, have defied every odd that has been thrown their way, pogroms, the Holocaust, um, you know, and and uh, you know, the plagues and they, which by the way, the Christians still take credit for, you know, we still have new Testament for, for creating them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. I was like, uh, this all sounds very familiar. And then I was like, Oh, well we still okay. have the new Testament in common. It's just, we stop. Sure. 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 I mean, at least the story that we're being piped in, maybe you're getting the same story yeah. is that they not only this, these people not only overcame and per- persevered, but prospered. Sure. Right. And like the, the, general consensus is like success, success, success in, yes. in the Jewish culture, when you, the way they're portrayed on TV and whatever. And, and for my upbringing, that was very similar. Um, this idea of like who uh, achieve. So I, so I don't know if that's baked in or if that's, that's genetic. Right. You know, I don't A combination know. of yeah. nature versus nurture. Some, sure. some serious, did both your parents work? My father worked and he, he was kind of like one of these great like self-made stories where he lost his dad at a very early age. His, his mother had like, uh, you know, uh, she was like hooked on fucking Valium before mm. that was like what it is nowadays. <laughs> before it was totally in vogue. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was fine. And he would like come home and find her passed out on the bed oh. and he was 14 years old or something and... 
had no direction and no money and then like started a business and ultimately, you know, became successful. Um, and uh, I think that, you know, for me, and my mother helped him with that business and grow that business from nothing. That's incredible. Yeah, and for me, that looking at him, you know, you usually look up to your parents and, and that's your first role model. And I, I saw like, well, like I want to, I want to be, I want to feel that same level of accomplishment or achievement that he has because I, I want to, I want someone to look at me the way I look at him. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's a great reason. Uh, it's so interesting because both my parents worked and and so I always grew up, you know, because I think it's also different for men and women um, systemically in terms of how we're treated sure. and how how much we should you know, hit the ground, provide for our families, all that stuff. Definitely in um, our generation. Uh, for our know. generation, for sure. sure. And so having two working parents, I mean, my mom always worked. I always wanted to have something to do as well. Mm -hmm. And I find it interesting. I, I just, I find it interesting because I wonder how much of it has changed with this new generation, like, do you feel like, well, also here's the, here's what I was going to say. And then I lost my train of thought. I, uh, in a class in high school, I remember a teacher saying to us, uh, you will be the first generation that doesn't out earn your parents. Mm. And this is true, right? Mm. Because now the Gen X millennial generations are, are not doing the same if better. Yeah. And because of that, how much that still has has forced us to dive even more into this grind culture and this idea that if we just work for it, if we just work for it, if we just work for it, we mm -hmm. will achieve, achieve, achieve. Mm -hmm. And so do you feel like, do you feel like a of all that's played a role and B of all, do you have, is it, is it the aspiration of like, is there a level where you think you'll be satisfied or is it just the joy of doing? I, I think that's, those are great questions. And I, I, I don't, I mean, it scares me this idea that I don't, think I'll ever be satisfied. Like maybe sure. you don't know this, but I have a business outside of acting and writing. Oh, cool. oh my I, God. Now's the time. What is it? Uh, well, I started it like 15 years ago and I'm, I'm really going to sound even more Jewish now that <laughs> I, I, I started uh, one of the first online cash for gold businesses. No way. Yeah. It started with me going around, um, buying teeth from dentists <laughs> going door to door. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Have you written anything about this I, yet? I did. I, 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 uh, I wrote a project for ABC Studios and Incredible. we tried to sell it to Hulu and FX. Sure. It, was, it didn't Incredible. happen. But um, yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was a crazy situation. I mean, I was out here trying to be an actor and I was bartending at the Saddle Ranch. I got fired and I didn't know what I was going to do. And my dad told me he had this friend of his that was working in um, Florida, owned a refinery, and they were buying teeth. And I was like, this is the weirdest fucking thing I've yeah. ever heard. This sounds like something out of Schindler's List. <laughs> and he's like, I have no idea. Go check it out. I went, and what happened was they were buying like from dentists the gold and silver crowns that were in people's mouths. Wild. And because the dentists already got paid on it to manufacture it, install it, and remove it, they're left with this material. Oftentimes they allow their staff to cash in on it oh, that's cool. where you don't know exactly what the material is but when you you when you you come in and you offer them cash for it you weigh it up and you buy it and then you refine it and it contains gold platinum palladium Insane. how much silver. are we talking per tooth it's very hard to look at it on a per tooth okay, basis okay. but uh it's pretty lucrative and that's incredible um, 
and yeah, it was a wild thing. And so I started going door to door, not knowing what I was doing. Just I got a scale at Staples and like one of those fucking weed scales. Yeah. <laughs> and I would be like, hey, do you guys have any teeth? And they'd be like, the teeth guys here, come on in. And, and, uh, and I would weigh up their shit and pay them for it. And then I remember buying like five pounds of teeth over the first month. Oh my God. And I was in my, 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 my childhood home. All the teeth were in a Pyrex dish like that my mom used to make brownies in. <laughs> the roots were coming out of them. They no. reeked. Oh, it's the worst smell oh, you could ever God. imagine. Just, just crawling with every kind of pathogen you could imagine. Yeah, because if the tooth's getting pulled, it's not a goodie. No. You're not and getting then, like classic. And my dad and I were cracking up. We're like, there's no way this is fucking worth anything. Oh, you know? my God. But we sent it in to be refined, and it ended up being like... Um, uh, really profitable and so so can I ask how much did you pay for five pounds of teeth and then how much was that first return the first return was uh, I purchased about five thousand dollars worth of teeth no way and I refined it for 25 what yeah that's wild yeah that's so much what a huge difference so you still do this so that's what that was the gateway business into what we have now but uh, so I, I, once I knew that, I started going on, going door to door all over California, and we started picking up some dental franchises. And then door to door, like households or no, dentists? dentists. Okay, dentists. So the dentists collect them over a period of time. Wow. Anyway, I, I you know, to make a long story short, that business, uh, it got, I got so busy that I needed to put it online, created a pack so that people could, dentists could mail their shit in, Incredible. and then we sent them a check. And then that led to these other businesses where I was like, oh, if I could do this with teeth, maybe I could do it with gold and, and silver and diamonds. And, and now we have a pretty, uh, pretty big online presence. The company's called Cash for Gold USA, Cash this for Diamonds USA. incredible. No wonder you own a house. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, house you've been in everything. Built. So I was like, this <laughs> yeah. is amazing. But no. having this, like, hustle is incredible. And, and honestly, I, I feel like, you know, I don't, I mean, speaking of the strike right now, like I don't, I don't think it's sustainable to be an actor and make a living, you know, just doing that. It's it's almost impossible. I mean, yeah. to get a job is a miracle, and then to survive off that, it's. I mean, you can't. It, you you really, it's very hard to make ends meet. So yeah. this business allowed me not only to just survive, but also it gave me this opportunity to. And by the way, I do this, com- this, my younger brothers got involved in it. And Incredible. Three of us run this company now. With your op- dad too? He's, he, in the beginning, yes. Yeah. He's gone now though. I'm he sorry. comes into the office to test oh, jewelry now and then. But um, we have like a legitimate operation in Boston and that's where, that's where everything gets shipped from, from all over the place. But, but my point is like these day-to-day the day-to-day ability to dive into this business and help grow it and build it allows me to have these like wins that just offset the horrid experience of being an actor and a writer where you're going through these desolate periods, you know, where you have nothing. It can be quite demoralizing. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. Terrible. And I, I, I don't know if I could stomach it, Without having this. That's incredible. So <clears throat> so that's an interesting addendum to the Hill, too, because the the one job independently was not fulfilling you. And I would argue that without the acting part, teeth and gold would be, not be fulfilling you either. 
So well, it's a yeah. combination I think it's, of one that's allowing you the peace, right? Correct. So. Yeah, no, you're, you're right on the spot. And I, always, I think about that too is like my brothers and I, we've built this really great business. and That's so cool. And, uh, and yet it's still, not, it's still not enough for me. Like, like I look at my acting career or my writing career, you know, like I've, I've gone down this road of selling scripts, you know, many times. Yeah, and, and, I, and you're in like so many hit shows. It's wild. It's like you're in all the good stuff. Thank you, but like I feel like I still feel like I'm not where I want to be, you know. Absolutely, and, I, and, and it's a sickness. Yeah, it is. I think the finish the finish line is always moving. Syndrome is one that plagues anyone in the creative arts, especially in our industry, because and especially in the age of social media, yeah. where it's impossible to keep your eyes in your own paper 100 percent of the time. And even when you feel like you're, you know, you're in one of the best comedies on TV, right? Like I feel lucky that I've gotten to work on things that I actually like to watch. And then still, you're like, oh, but somebody else is running their own show. Oh, somebody else is starring in in this thing and oh, I've, we haven't been nominated for any awards yet. Like, right, right. Or will I work this, again even? Even, oh, even oh, on a more absolutely. simple level. Will I even get absolutely. another acting Absolutely. The job? second things you know? end, the, the, it's, you're immediately plagued with like, well, that's it. I'm retired. Not by choice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... How do you handle it yourself? Do you find yourself comparing yourself to... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel very lucky that I have a very good group of friends who feel as though they can genuinely be excited for each other. So I think that helps a lot in terms of like not feeling like constantly competitive and same with my partner. Like Mike is a uh, writer, actor, director, producer, like he does everything and it's nice to be surrounded by people who you can be genuinely happy for and vice versa. And I think that I've worked very hard on the abundance aspect of being able to operate from a place of abundance of like, Oh, other people can succeed and, it doesn't diminish your own success. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely put a lot of work into that. And I feel like that has helped my mental health quite a bit. Does it make it perfect when, you know, we hit hiatus and then a show gets canceled and then suddenly you have to find a new gig? Absolutely not. Right. It's not fun. I mean, even during the strike, it's like I have a show to go back to, but I'm like, we're having a kid. Like I also just like to do things. So it's like, it's it's a combination of, oh, I now feel worthless because I don't have anything to do. And purpose is, I think, important for all human beings. Sure. And I think that's where we can get into a little bit of the difference between relaxing and having no purpose whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like two weeks off vacation versus like I don't do anything mm-hmm. with my time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and just trying to, yeah, trying to find that balance. I mean, balance is always key in this conversation, um, but it's hard. It's really hard. I love to do. I love to make. I'm always my happiest self when I have a project. Yeah. And I, I wonder if part of that is when you're active, like it's freeing you from the chatter in your mind. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Am I good enough? Am I going to do this? Am, you know, wh- why, am, why am I not where I want to be, et cetera, et cetera. So like, I honestly think like that busy work, no matter what it is, you know, is a tourniquet for, for the, those. For sure. Flow those and I also think, you know, even if it's not, you know, directly our industry or directly career based humans need purpose. Like, yes, it's important to have a combination of both, but we need to like have things to do. Like even, you know, my, my husband's dad is retired and like nothing makes him happier than working on the lawn now. And like, Mm. that is his project. And he like wants to get out there. And when if it's too much rain, it's a thing. And he wants to go to home Depot and get the new things that he's going to help with his lawn. And it's like, 
that it's not work-based. He's not trying to win any awards. He's not trying to, you know what I mean? Like the finish line is different, but he's giving himself a project and something to think about Mm -hmm. and achieve. And that does feel just as important to me as, you know, taking time to recharge, which we'll get to, because I also think that's important. Yeah. It's funny because my dad's, retired as uh-huh. well and and he like plays golf and eats at restaurants and stuff yeah and, and that's like his life but i i mean i guess the the focus of him trying to make his golf game better or huge you know, becomes very say. important <laughs> to him like, i'm out there i'm horrible at fucking all sports yes which is why i got into comedy in the first place <laughs> but i you know it's it matters to him and i think he, you know he you do need that and if we were to dial it back and look at like the early hominids or whatever. Sure. <laughs> like, what the fuck are they doing all day? They're, they're, they, they're trying to survive. Uh, you know? Yes, yes. They're not going on vacation. No. And so they, that, I wonder how much of that is just instinctually ingrained in us. That's that- fascinating and very true. Life expense expectancy was also significantly shorter. So you didn't really have this retirement time where you were like, <laughs> right, well, I'm right. out of the workforce and now I still have like, what, 40 right. years to just like exist like doing what right right? and you know a lot of us aren't working with our hands killing our own food like Mm. fending off predators as we build our shelters although if you haven't seen alone on netflix highly recommend (laughs) oh my god it's so good um but the that's really interesting so it's like this is like the deepest internalized trauma that we have yeah i think it i think it makes sense it absolutely does like you look at all animals really have purpose for the most part absolutely And I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I, feel, I feel very lost without that. Even if I go to the beach, for example. Yeah. Like you look at these like relaxing Yeah, I was going to ask. What do, is that what you do to relax? Is the beach your go-to? I, I, don't, re- I don't really relax. Like <laughs> I, I really don't. Like if I go to the beach, you know, I'm not sitting there and staring at the sand or at the ocean for one moment I get right to work I'm putting up fucking tents I'm digging tunnels (laughs) I'm building palaces I'm letting my kids bury me I'm looking for the ice cream guy you know I'm thinking what, what you know I am at the service of my family and my children. Yeah, but that's play. And I would argue that play is a form of relaxation. Like, I think the term relaxation makes it sound like we have to sit and do nothing and be like comfort, mm-hmm. find exclusively comfort in like meditation. Yeah. I am not a lounger either. My husband is absolutely not a lounger. If I'm lounging, I'm reading at the very least or listening to a podcast or secretly taking notes on something that right. I want to be writing. Right. And would you say reading, listening to a podcast, is that, are you... Because you're in this, yeah. you know, in this vertical, are you thinking about how to improve your own podcast? Are you reading you to know, expand your mind? I mean, what is there? Is there another? Is there a higher purpose there other probably, than just joy? Probably deeply, probably deep down. I mean, I do feel like reading is a really good habit, so I like you know, pride myself that I like enjoy doing it, but I also just like to do it. So sometimes it's nice. I would say like right now it's been funny because the work reading feels like I'm supposed to be reading all the baby books, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm so sick of these. Yeah. And half of them just tell you all the things that you should worry about that. I didn't know that I was supposed to worry about <laughs> that. Now I'm just panicked. I'm like, Oh great. Now I have to, <laughs> now I have to spend the next three one months panicked that this kid's not going to fail that he's going to fail his like Billy Rubin test there's nothing that I can do to prevent it but now the verb is in and now the vocab is in my head uh but instead yeah so 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 now when I pivot I'm like ooh, reading for joy like this is nice I try to do like a one one for one and yeah I mean sure it, it's I do probably suffer a little bit from if I'm not 
putting out content, then I should be intaking content on a deeper level. But I also just like it. I like to watch TV. I like to read. I like to go to museums. Like, and to me, that's relaxing. Like I like consuming content. Mm -hmm. Don't, I mean, right. Like, wouldn't you say going to a concert is a form of relaxation? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that. Sure. Um, you're like, no, I hate music. No, but I mean, I think about like, I took my kids to see Imagine Dragons cause they were Fine. into them and, and, and that was their first concert. That's so cool. And so that was like, in that experience, at least when I'm with my children, I am always just trying to, to, and probably to their own detriment. I'm always just trying to make sure that they're having a good time and engaging with them. I'm, Detriment? That sounds like you're a great dad. Well, maybe they just need a fucking break from me, you know? I <laughs> like don't may- know. Maybe I'm just like too much, you know, let them just be and, 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 you know, use their imaginations and take care of themselves. Like when I'm at home, my kids, if I'm, if I have a moment, they're like, daddy, can you f- play with me? Daddy, you know, can you do then this? Then they want to spend time with they you. They want to spend time yeah. with me. I know, I know. But, um, and I, and I really enjoy it, but, there is an element of work to it that I would say. Absolutely. I mean, I would never argue, and I don't even have one yet, but from everything I've seen, obviously parenting is work. I mean, someone did broke down what childcare, you know, if you count all the jobs of childcare, like what parents should be paid per, yeah. as a job. Oh, and it's it. like bananas of some of money. No. I'm like, Oh good. My I'm, wife should be a billionaire. Yeah. Right yes, exactly. And that's, and that's incredible. Um, but I do think, you know, it sounds like to like spending time with your family fills your cup. And I feel like anything that fills your cup, in my opinion, counts as relaxation, even if you are working. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like to me, it's like if I if I take my kids and go do something cool with them, yeah. I come home and I go, I did a good job. But I think of it as a job. Like Okay, okay. So like, then in order for you to be really relaxing, re- really relaxed, like, have you taken since having kids any vacations, just you and your wife or like, what do you do for your, for alone time? I think like one thing that I do for myself is I meditate. Oh, there okay? you go. But it's 20 minutes and I really, it's really more of a nap Yeah. <laughs> and I'm recharging the battery, but it, but it's so I can go right back at it. You know? But that, but that's the relaxation. You may need less relaxation than others, but you're still getting it. I guess. What I a guess good I'm habit, because getting... I am like the worst. I, I have like attempted to get on the meditation train so many times in three minutes, and I'm like, how much time has passed? I feel like I'm holding my breath. I'm panicked. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. No, I I do do that, and and I guess I guess I think the time that I feel the most relaxed in my life is if I book a job, like an acting job, or, or sell something. When my team calls me, I am super relaxed for like seven minutes. <laughs> and, then, and then the anxiety of having to do the job kicks in. You're relatable. And I start like focusing on, on that. Um, for sure. And then, you know, I'm working towards making sure that job is done, uh, done uh, great. Completely relatable contact. I think uh, the only true relaxing moment in careers like ours is if you're going back for another season of something oh, you already did a good job it's in. It's that limbo period. Yes, because know? then you know you're coming back. You have two months actually off. Yeah. You're not worried about money. You're not worrying about finding a job. Yeah. And you just actually get to enjoy. That's one of the best things about the strike. Yeah, you know, it's sure. Like, you're like, it's coming back. Your friends aren't getting any jobs. Yes. <laughs> you're, 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 you, know, you have a legitimate excuse why you don't have a job. Yes. You're, you're not worried about fucking auditioning and... 
And uh, so you're enjoying, I mean, to, as much as we can enjoy a strike, but enjoying a moment of not worrying about work. In a way, you know, this was a huge thing for me, this gemstone thing and the timing yeah. of it all. It, it's a little unfortunate that it came out right in a period where there's no way to kind of oh, capitalize yeah, to, on yeah. that opportunity and try to try to parlay it into the next thing. Um, and that, I mean, it'll still be here, you know. Yeah, yeah. Don't fucking here. remind me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I do feel like, uh, I do feel like that, what you're saying is, is completely accurate. It is that, that's a piece though. You know what I mean? That, that's just a, a general sense of peace. I'm even, but even if I have that, I'm still, I'm pivoting. I'm going, okay, that bucket is filled, right? I yeah. got the job that's coming. I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. Now let's shift over and, and, and take that time that you have available, not auditioning or not having to pitch something. What's the next thing? How do I grow the business? What aspects of the business need, you know, need, need some attention? Sure. What, what's the next idea? What's the next script? And so I'm constantly on that, on that trajectory. And, yeah. Um, I don't really know if it's the best way to fucking be, to be honest. I, with you. I again, I don't either. I, I, I feel like, like I said, I am absolutely like this. And my husband is like this on steroids. He loves to do and to make, he is so happy when he has a project to sink his teeth into. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is because, you know, we get into this because it's the joy of, of making art. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of it is absolutely, I want to be able to show people what I'm doing sure. and, you know, it's fascinating. I definitely think I need more recovery time than he does in between things. Like even just with sleep, like I'm like a, I'm a solid eight hours and my gal or bust. Like, That's and amazing. what are you? I mean, I, I, my son comes into the fucking bed. Uh, now okay. Okay. Like I'm sure this will evolve. Five o'clock in the oof, morning. Oof. And so five hours. Oh man. You know, there's not even time. My wife doesn't, <laughs> Yeah. You know, but even even sex, though, you know, I don't I feel like I'm working when I'm having sex. <laughs> yeah. I, I really do. I feel like I feel like I'm working to try to please Your my partner. wife. Yeah. Right. And I also feel like I'm working even harder to not come before <laughs> she does. And, you know, and then, sure, I'll, I'll enjoy that like moment of, yeah, yeah. you know, where, sure. where I have an orgasm, but 10 seconds later, I'm like, all right, back to work, time to clean up, let's fucking, <laughs> no, let's make the no kid snuggle. breakfast, you know? Is your wife the same way? Yeah, yeah. She's I, like, all right, let's wrap this up. Uh, she's like, get off of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no post-snuggle, especially with kids, I can imagine. You're like, all right, <laughs> time You're to crushing make lunch. Me. Get off, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, I mean, she, she's similar, and she's completely strung out in terms of time like because she does take care of the the kids and does the majority of that and i don't know i mean it's horrible it's absolutely fucking horrible i feel so is she bad in the industry her. as well she she is an actor but she's awesome. kind of she's she's sort of like put a pin in it for a little bit um she was Great. really a, you know working actor and did a lot of stuff and it's hysterical and really talented um, yeah, my mom did the same thing. She she has her own law practice, and she absolutely took less clients or time off for kids, and then yeah. went back to doing it more full time. I mean, yeah, yeah it's amazing. It, I think it's such a gift to be able to make that work. It's hard to get back into it though, as a as a as a woman in this you know 
Wait a second. Are you saying that we don't like women over a certain age no, in this I, industry? No, I, I am saying that, but I'm also <laughs> saying I'm also saying we hate that. them. We hate them all. <laughs> all of us hate them. <laughs> I'm convinced once the second I pop this kid out, 19, people are going to be over. like, "Boo!" Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, I also think there's this dynamic that she created where, like, she's so important to the kids' lives as well, and it's a strange thing where you're torn. You know, you're torn wanting to be there for the kids and and trying to like you know weigh whether or not acting is it's silly you know what i mean it's very silly this whole thing we're entertaining yes. you know and but so it can like also be very fulfilling and i don't blame her in the slightest sure sure i'll let you know when that happens um <laughs> but but i feel like it's it when you when you're so deep down the road of like i've built this life and i'm i'm so important to these people and it's hard to say like, no, I'm going to go, let's go hire somebody and like schluff them off, uh, schluff the kids off on someone else. And, yep. And, uh, you know, I don't know. And it's also like the idea of restarting that engine. It's. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds it's exhausting. brutal. Brutal. Yeah. It's like once you, it's like getting that momentum again in order to even start getting the auditions, let alone doing all the exactly. self tapes. Exactly. Yeah. I, I am primarily, you know, writer, comedian but not actor in terms of auditioning like I'll mm -hmm. do stand up but not audition so I haven't seen and Mike hasn't auditioned in a while he makes his own stuff um, but I helped a friend with a commercial self tape the other day and I was like this is fucking insane you had to go out and like buy shit for this commercial <laughs> audition like they asked her to oh really yes and then like it took a long time yeah. and I was only there for the non-rehearsed part of it so you also had to rehearse and I was like fuck she was like yeah and I it just it, this is what it is I was like and this is for a commercial like yeah, this isn't even for something you commercial. care about this is just you being like well I gotta do something during hiatus I mean during I remember strike. going in for a commercial audition one time where the entire audition was me carrying a duffel bag from one side of the room to the other, placing it down. <laughs> I probably did it 25 times and did not get the fucking part. And they just needed to see more. And they just I, needed and I, to see. I didn't get it, which is the craziest part. That's insane. This is like some psychological experience. <laughs> yeah, right. it's like you're totally. like, how natural can this guy look? And then you're like, how many different ways do you want me to do this? Like, different does different yeah. arm matter? Like, like how pathetic is give him options? <laughs> yes, that he's going to do this. But also, how terrible are these producers, directors that they can't just look at you and be like. I don't know if he has it in him. I don't right. know if he can carry well, and put it. Any up. of you do it? Yeah, completely. <laughs> like at this point, this is those are the types of things that you hire the writers for, so that they can totally. show their moms. They're like, totally. here, you carried a bag across, and you didn't like make eye contact straight through the lens. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it. That's amazing. I love that very much. Um, I will. Uh, one more question: What? What? When you're with friends, do you consider hanging with friends relaxing? Well, like if I if I if friends invite me over for a barbecue yeah. or a dinner, our yeah, family yeah. over. It's You're very funny. Like after the meal, yeah. I, I always end up fucking doing their dishes and cleaning up. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. And my wife is the same way. And I don't know if that's because I feel like I got to pay for the pay, like pay for the meal. I feel or the like same way. Earn, or, you know, or is that I just don't want to be stuck talking to one You don't want to be rude. No, oh, that's yeah. hilarious. I mean, or you just don't really like your friends. You're <laughs> like, I'll maybe be in the I kitchen. Don't have any <laughs> um, that I, I, I find myself always doing that, cleaning up and, and taking, you know, and I find that to be a part of 
my uh, neuroses of this, like, I need to be yeah. doing. I can't just sit there. And, and, that, and maybe that does bleed into the guilt of, of, uh, of like, when you're sitting still. You know, yeah. like, maybe you feel... Part of me not only is just the chatter, trying to mm-hmm. avoid the chatter, but also, what are you doing with your life? Like, what is relaxing? Just sitting there? Right. Like, is that what, is that what you... Well, I feel like that's the negative connotation that okay. when we think of relaxing, because that's not how I feel like relaxing is at all. And like the things that I find relaxing, relaxing are, again, reading or going for a walk. Like a big thing for me, um, especially because I don't exercise anymore, <laughs> is, is I will go for a walk. I will leave my phone at home. And mm-hmm. then that's when I can get my real like to me, that's my meditation, because that's when my mind because I'm being active, my mind doesn't float to anywhere bad. That's like good. It, it, and I think it's also, you know, endorphins. Like it's, sure. it, there's something You're physiological. Yeah. And, and I love it. And, and to me, You're that not is, on anything. Oh, drugs. Yeah. Oh, I'm usually incredibly medicated, but now I'm not because of the baby. So I'm still on a very low dose of Lexapro, but I have Tourette's. So I'm on, I, and I also have ulcerative colitis, which is a sister to Crohn's oh, if you haven't sucks. heard of it. So I'm usually like a walking medicine cabinet. Sure. So I'm now on the, I'm on the pro. <laughs> oh, nice. We love, we, welcome. We love, I love chatting meds on this mm-hmm. one. Um, all about them. But yes, I was, I was pretty nervous about how that was going to manifest itself, getting off everything at once. Um, and you know, it's been, it's been great so far. Knock on wood. I think, you know, there's a lot to be said um, allegedly scientifically about how ulcerative colitis actually calms down any autoimmune really? disease um, apparently calms down in a lot of women when they are pregnant because it's characterized by your uh, immune system like attacking food as if it was a virus but instead your immune system is so focused on the baby that it calms so that's been completely fine you have to keep getting pregnant <laughs> yeah I, I mean as long i guess i'll just stay knocked up <laughs> and i can imagine that'll be so great having eight kids just so that i can have so mommy can have eight years of being point, less medicated <laughs> you tell me i don't know yet i'm only at two. Oh, we got to see if we can we got to see if we can survive one um but yeah no it's been um it's been it's been fine i also think and this seems so obvious but i i think it's the truth i had to cut my caffeine intake by like a trillion and i feel like a new person it worked like you 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 rebounded yeah i mean i I was pissed that i had to do it and i was sleep i couldn't tell if my first trimester was like me feeling sick because of baby or Mm -hmm. because of extreme caffeine withdrawal and i still have coffee in the morning but not throughout the day and i feel like it has calmed me down immensely Mm. I don't know. Did your wife have any of this? She, she actually like really enjoys the yeah. cup, the act of drinking a cup of coffee Same. and the flavor of a cup yeah. of coffee. And so I remember now that you're saying that, that she wasn't drinking coffee. Yeah. Um, but that was one of her things that she was so excited to get back to. Yes. And for her, I think it's less about the caffeine. She drinks like a, I'm sure we were talking about this morning, like her coffee has no fucking caffeine. In yeah. It. I can't drink it. It yeah. doesn't do anything for me, but it tastes good. Yeah. And so for her, it's the ritual. Completely agree. But you can do the mushroom shit. Yeah, also, don't worry, we got it. Have tried that. <laughs> have you? tried the matcha. Have does tried. It ta- the- does it taste good? No, it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's it's absolutely terrible. It's soup. Is it mushroom soup? It's basically mushroom soup, and it's like it, it, you try to like balance it out with whatever milk you're using, but then you're like, now I need like a sweetened vanilla oat milk to try to like 
And then I'm just having hot milk, right? right? You're like, this is what different. I, what's the mushroom even doing? No, I no idea. I need, yeah, no, I, we're we're trash people. I need to like have a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> like none of this artisanal coffee is nothing that comes in a bag. Like, yeah, it's. I feel you. Yeah, we're we're big on we're big on, but the routine of it I get to, and I would call that relaxing. What'd I you mean, say? having you call that having yeah. any type of personal routine so relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure kids shake it up like crazy. So okay, maybe- I will say one thing that I do that I that I like, which is I, I like to I like to um, take steam, like take heat. You like it? Oh steam yeah, 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 or- absolutely. And uh, I actually worked at a Russian bathhouse when I was a kid. No way. I swear, when I from when I was ten to seventeen, <laughs> and this goes back to like what I was saying earlier. Just like I, I, I don't know, like that was part of I. I wanted to work as a kid. Yeah. And I would shine shoes and, and serve drinks and put the sheets over all the old guys. <laughs> You've was, always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I think I really have. Um, and, and that place symbolizes like kind of like a haven from the outside world where you can come in and stop for a second and take heat and there's no one else there. That's you know? incredible. What, where, where are you from again? Where were these bathhouses? Outside of Boston. So it was bathhouses in Boston. It was a Russian bathhouse, yeah. I mean, it was a gentleman's club that, like, existed for, I don't know, 50, 60 years. Sure. People would, you know, they would play cards there. And <laughs> it was a lot of characters. It felt like I something bet. out of Goodfellas, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, actually, I just went, I was back in Boston. I go one one week every month to, to work on the business. That's um, awesome. And there's a new, a new uh, place that's awesome in uh, Newton called um, Kilo Spa. And this guy, uh, who's Ukrainian, built this beautiful, like, uh, you know, steam room. And they give you plates. Have you ever heard of a plates? They take the oak leaves and they kind of whack you with them. Oh, you lie yes, on the bench okay. and they whack you with them. <laughs> I've seen it. And they, and okay, and, and, and they also have a couple cold plungers there. But both of these situations, what I find myself doing is I'm putting myself in a really horrible, like, environment. <laughs> Really, really hot, really, really cold. And it's almost like a form of work, like working out. Yeah. Like where you're like, it's so painful, but you're pushing yourself to this extreme so that when you come out of it, it's a break from it. And that is the moment where you're actually relaxing. It completely. And I love that shit too. I love a spa day more than anything. I love the fact that I know a cold plunge is good for me. I love yeah. attempting it. I love, I love being warm so I could sit in a sauna all day, n- nonstop all day. That's probably the thing I miss most that mm-hmm. and Botox, let's be honest. <laughs> and then, and the, the, and it's like having or having a massage where they absolutely beat the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Like the massage is great, but the aftermath yeah. when they're not hurting you anymore, where you're just like, <sighs> true peace totally true peace so there are forms of relaxation right, yeah. there so good. Relax some of us might need some of us might need more than others I, sure. I can't say it's healthy that we both have this need to <laughs> achieve and do and I think a lot of our generation is slightly destroyed by this idea that like if we're if you're not working it's hard to relax because you're you're feeling guilty that you're sure. not doing something. I wonder how our kids will be. Do you feel like any of your kids thus far have your entrepreneurial spirit or this like need? God, I don't know. It's so different like Yeah. You know, w- the way we're raising our kids right now and you see a lot of this stuff uh online and people making a lot of funny videos and shit about it, but you everyone's trying to pander to every fucking, you know, 
every one of their needs. Mm-hmm. You want an apple? How do you want the apple cut? You want me to take the skin off of it? You want you, those slices are too thick? No problem. I'll cut them and fucking. <laughs> so we, we, we're creating this world, at least we are, and we're, we, we feel terrible about it, where we're serving all of their needs in a way where they don't feel like they have to go out and help themselves. Interesting. And I wonder if that's a, if maybe that's a good thing, you know? Well, do you feel that? Like when, when you go out to dinner, you said when you, when the family goes over for a barbecue, do you catch them being like, excuse me, sir, this apple is not prepared to my uh, liking? Other people? Yes. Um, not as much. Not right. As much. So you're not, you so, know, yeah. you're not turning them into like spoiled little prince and princess, right? Like, uh, yeah, not as much, but I do think my kids have like, um, I mean, they're incredible, absolutely incredible. Aww. But I do, I do wonder generationally this idea of like, go figure it out or just go off on your own, go ride a bike around the fucking neighborhood and go find your way is somehow connected to this, this neuroses of like, I need to keep going. I need to drive. I need to get to, you know, I need to succeed. Yeah. The next I wonder level, if we're the next freeing team. them from that. Maybe that, it, maybe that's the silver lining, you know? I mean, that could be amazing. There's all there's all this data that actually Gen Z is freeing themselves from the millennial mentality. Okay. And in doing so, they're setting up. I mean, I'm sure you heard everything about quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. No. Oh, okay. So it's this idea that uh, Gen Z, unlike millennials, is starting to set boundaries for themselves at work. And basically they're refusing to do work that they're not getting paid for. So whereas we are the generation of like unpaid internships and totally fine. Of course I'll stay all night. No, I don't need to charge for it. Oh, you're only paying me $30,000 a year. That's totally fine. My gas tank is empty. I walked eight miles to work today. (laughs) And and they are just sort of saying, just not doing it Mm -hmm. and saying no. And if asked to stay late, uh, they are saying, oh, if there's, if, if I'll be paid and if not, then that's not in my job description. And I, you know, I haven't had a Gen Z on staff that I've been in charge of, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the case or how that's looking, but I'm sure we will get to experience that in writer's rooms. I I will be curious. I don't know because I think like if you look at it on a, on a broad scale. Yeah. Well, the thing is, anyone in this industry, acting, writing, yeah. there is some drive there, right? Absolutely. Like, it's, there's some entrepreneurial spirit within them. Yes, that a they drive have. and a psychosis. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, a delusion, I would Absolute say. Absolute delusion. Sure. You need that delusion, though. But right. I would say any entrepreneur is fucking delusional. Absolutely. You look at any, any like, Thomas Edison is going to fucking create a light bulb. I mean, yeah. everybody starts with this crazy idea. Yeah. And I guess the question is, does the, does the, uh, you know, means justify the ends? Right. So I I think we're isolated in some sense of the, I guess, general, you know, workforce. Because when you're out here, there is some, you're driving and you want to build your career. You have chosen to do this. You, you, you have taken some independent, you know, approach to how, how you want your life to pan out opposed to um and i'm not i'm not saying one thing is better than the other in any yeah. way i'm just saying that if you're if you're uh if you want to work with a company and you know you're happy do, doing that and you know you should set boundaries and say look i'm i'm not going to this i'm i'm doing this the job that i was hired to do and i would like to do that job 
And it's up to the people running that company if they support that or not, you know? Yeah. And, you know, come to think of it in an interesting way, that's kind of what we're doing with a lot of this strike, too, is mm-hmm. setting boundaries, especially, you know, you can speak better to the SAG contract, I'm sure. But for the WGA contract, it's saying we're setting boundaries on free labor. You're asking us to develop nonstop for little to no pay yeah. or you're cutting our writer's rooms in half you know, so it's 20 weeks instead of 38 and in doing so, uh, still expecting the same amount of episodes, knowing that we pride ourselves in our project. So we're going to keep working after hours or we're going to keep working after the room is wrapped to make sure that the project's good. And now it's finally setting that boundary saying, no, if you want this from us, you have to pay us accordingly. Yeah. So maybe we're embracing a little of the Gen Z. I think, I think we are. And I think it's, I think it's a good thing. I Um, think it's a good thing too. I mean, it just needs to be brought up to speed that this, this whole industry, it's, it's just, Completely. It doesn't make sense right now. Completely. I mean, we finally got rid of the unpaid internship. We finally started, you know, adjusting our attitude toward assistant culture. I don't yeah, know if you right. were ever an assistant, but it was, it could have, could get nightmarish. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I remember them being like, okay, now you, you sneak outside and then you, you, you clock out and then you sneak back in. We're not going to pay you, but that's what you do. Right. And then you stay until all hours. And that's, in, that's insane. That's. Yeah. I mean, it's very easy for, you know, it's very easy for anybody in this in this business, like actor or writer, to be placed in a position because you're powerless, right? Right. And, and you really want to you want to succeed. You want to figure right. out how to get to that next level. And you you know it's ingrained in our maybe generationally that we want to please absolutely to get there. And you don't want to seem difficult to work with. Right. And, totally. You know. Totally. Yeah. And you're just happy to be there. You know. Yep. Exactly. And actors are put in positions all the time where they're, you know, put in. Uh, situations on film where they're supposed to do some fucking crazy stunt and it's completely disorganized and you know you don't you don't want to make a stink because you're just so grateful to have a fucking job absolutely and there's a lot of tentacles from the old days that are still yes know, that's still abound and we need to chop those off and agreed grow I, new I ones. feel like at least we are having the conversation about them which to me is the first step of change and you know i hollywood is it loves doing lip service to things that aren't actually evolving but i do think um so not so it's not always the case but i do think that slowly but surely you know the labor movement not just in hollywood but across america is starting to set some better boundaries and perhaps that will help us acknowledge our work-life balance a little better yeah i think that, that, that that would be a great thing i agree listen steven you've done such a wonderful job dying on this hill how are you feeling Feel great. Yeah. I, I really have to pee. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. You should have told me. We can pause well, this. But we got editors. I didn't want, we, we were, we were, you were on, we were on a roll and we were talking. I didn't want to stop. I, I'm a pregnant woman. I get it more than anyone. You, I was so, you probably have to go so, first. Uh, it's incredible. I've been literally. Do you see the tiny glass of water that I gave myself? Because yesterday I peed four times during the Barbie movie. I was like, did I even did see you? the Barbie movie? I loved every second of it that I saw. But I was like, this is insane. And I felt so bad. I was like sitting in the middle, so I kept having to walk past the row. I just kept being like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like just great. walk. Um, anyway, well, then let's get you to the bathroom. Uh, right before you go, can I read you your eulogy? Yeah. Perfect. <clears throat> We've gathered here today to celebrate the life of Stephen Schneider, who tragically died on the hill of work is better than relaxing. 
Stephen is survived by a number of wonderful projects, including The Righteous Gemstones, Out Now, where you can see his not-at-all-embarrassing, according to his wife, penis. Uh, you can follow Stephen's legacy on Instagram at Stephen Schneider. Stephen, we're very grateful for your time here on this podcast and this earth. May you rest in peace. Taylor, thank you so much for having me. It was really Thank you for doing it. Pleasure's all over here. Such a joy. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Hills I Die On. If you like what you hear, don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review letting us know what you think. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Hills I Die On Podcast and on Twitter at Hills I Die On. Follow me on Twitter slash Instagram at I'm Taylor Cox. Thanks again for listening and hope to see you next week.